Now, I don't know where y'all come from, but where I come from, everybody love a little nice, warm, corned beef. No idea what that meant, but uh, I thought I'd entice you with the, uh, you know, the imagery of warm deli meat to get you and keep you here on the Harland Highway, my podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm Harland Williams. And yes, we are going to be talking at length today a little bit about the uh, the tsunami and uh, the aftermath and uh, the things going on currently. Such a horrible disaster. Thought I'd touch on that. Um, we've uh, got something a little more cheery. We've got a bunch of uh, phone calls of people singing to me. Some of my faithful uh, Harland Highway listeners decided to leave me some wonderful songs on my answering machine. We'll get to those. Um, we're going to talk about the weekend. Do you hit the weekend hard or do you sleep through the weekend? What kind of uh, person are you? Um, and speaking of what kind of person are you, do you have violent rage inside you? Wait till you hear this news story. Some guy went off the hook. For the dumbest reason, uh, welcome to America. And lastly, yes, it's Friday, and I've got to talk to my therapist, Dr. Ascot, right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Please go away and leave me alone. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Riding down the Harlan Highway. It's the Harlan Highway. Have you checked the children? It's Friday. You're on the Harlan Highway with me, Harlan Williams. Hope you had a good week. It's the weekend. Are y'all fired up? You feel the energy? It's like, oh yeah, man, it's the weekend, man. Oh yeah, Friday night, man. I'm gonna get out of control. And then Saturday, man, we are gonna rage, dog. Oh, we are gonna tear the town up, dog. Like me and the boys, and uh, we're gonna have that Sunday, dude. We are gonna play football, man. And oh, man, it's the weekend, dog. And then cut to you on your couch starting Friday night. Hello. Hey, Bill, uh, we're over at the bar, man. I thought you were coming out. I'm going to take a pass, man. I kind of fell asleep on the couch. You son of a bitch. Hey, don't talk to me. The clack. And then Saturday. Beep, 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 beep. Your alarm goes off. It's two in the afternoon. Oh, man, what happened to my day? I was going to tear it up. I was going to play football. I was uh... Oh, well, maybe I'll just lay on the couch. Okay, it's Saturday night, man. I can go here and meet Jesse, or I can go here and meet Danny, or I can go to the club, or that, that, that movie I was invited to, or that party, man, that wild house party up in the hills and the... Yeah, Bill. Yeah? Uh, we're all at the party, man. Where are you? Oh, uh, yeah, man, I'll be right over. Yeah, I'm on my... And it goes on and on, right? And at the end of the weekend, you go back to work Monday. Hey, man, how was your weekend? What'd you do? And you're like, oh, man, I did. Yeah, I, 
I was busy. I couldn't do much. But this weekend, man, all oh, this weekend coming up, I'm going to tear it up, dog. Oh, man. You're riding home with Harlan Williams. But I tell you what, that's fun too, isn't it? Just doing nothing. You know, maybe some people should just stay home and sleep. Um, you know, some people just maybe aren't cut out for this world. Uh, I'm, I'm referring to a story that was uh, on the wire. I'm going to read it to you because it's almost like too unbelievable. But this is what we're dealing with these days. You know, people, people's homes are washed away in Japan. Okay. There, there, there's nuclear radiation poisoning human beings. There's people in Darfur that are being mutilated, raped, and maimed. You know, the list just goes on and on of all the uh, atrocities going on in the world. And here's a guy in San Antonio, Texas, and here's the story. Please say a San Antonio Taco Bell customer enraged that the seven burritos he ordered had gone up in price, fired an air gun at an employee, and later fired an assault rifle at officers before barricading himself into a hotel room. (laughs) Really? Come on, people. First of all, aren't doesn't Taco Bell have this whole thing, 99-cent burritos or whatever, or 45-cent burritos, or don't they pretty much pay you to take their food off their hands now? Isn't that where it's at in the, the fast food price wars? Come on in, everybody. We'll give you $4.87 to actually take some of our product out of the store. Oh, that's not going to work, man. I need at least $7. All right, come on in. You got it. Um, So it looks like the cops had to use tear gas to force uh, the guy out of the uh, hotel room. Three and a half hours standoff. The guy's uh, charged with three counts of attempted capital murder. Okay. The guy, uh, the manager at the Taco Bell, uh, said that the man was angry. The beefy crunch burrito had gone from 99 cents to $1.49 each. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? Are things that bad that you can't scrape together $1.49? You're going to go on a shoot? You're going to turn into Rambo? Over the beefy crunch burrito? Are you kidding? There's homeless people eating a tin can under a bridge looking up right now going, what? What did that retard do? There's there's a dog eating dog food out of an old tin plate somewhere. Suddenly his head pops up. He's like, what the retard? I mean... What is wrong with people, man? You know, you could go anywhere in America. You could go behind an Applebee's. You could go behind a KFC. You could go behind a Steakhouse. You could go behind a Ruth Chris. You could go behind a Subway. And believe me, I've done it. I've done all of them. You could go and root through their garbage and probably still find some of the freshest, most delicious food that's only, you know, an hour old, 
you know, some guy at the steakhouse ate half a T-bone and half a porterhouse, and they scrape it off and throw it in the garbage. There's half a lobster tail, right? There's uh, some cold chicken out behind McDonald's, some cold bur- I mean, you, you could... You could eat really damn well just out of the garbage in this country, let alone the 48-cent beefy crunchy. You kidding me? I'd like a uh, a Taco Bell beefy crunchy burrito, please. Okay, that'll be $1.49. I thought they were 99 cents. Yeah, but now they're a dollar forty-nine. They're they're a whole forty-nine cents more than they used to be. Well, maybe you don't see this handgun I'm holding in my hand. This is a Magnum forty-five caliber, the most powerful handgun in the world. Yeah. Now you're gonna give me the ninety-nine cent beefy crunchy burrito. I don't think so. You feel lucky, punk? Yeah, I work at Taco Bell. I should. In fact, I feel blast. Go ahead. Make my day. You missed me, retard. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I better not have anyone go AWOL on me. This podcast is free, okay? Do I have to start paying you people to listen to this, or is someone going to go berserk? <laughs> Keep it in perspective, people. Go get your fast food and relax. Go ahead. Make my curly fries. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a dreadful schlock. No guess, no jokes, no rhyme or realm, no Carly Simon song. But amazingly, he reels me in when I'm hitting on the bong. Hitting on the bong. <laughs> so join him here each day, my friend, before he comes apart. Three o'clock is when the Harlan Highway starts. Wow, I must be putting people in a good mood. I mean, people are singing about the Harland Highway. We, we got any more uh, Harland Highway uh, singers out there? I don't know if anything could put me in a better mood than that singing, man. That is fun. Could anything possibly put me in a better mood? Hey, Harlan, if we went out, we'll go to dinner, then a movie. After that, we'll come back to my place, and my husband will watch us have a threesome with the Jolly Green Giant, Tokumi Elmo, and Malibu Barbie. What do you think of that? Oh, I guess that would put me in a good mood, but I'd probably go straight to hell for doing that. Hey, Harlan, what's going on? It's Sam Kinison. Listen, I'm calling from hell. I'm going to sing all by myself in hell. All by myself. Go on me. All by myself. You understand that you are. Oh. <laughs> it sucks to be me. <laughs> okay. Uh, This show's just gone (laughs) off the wrong track. 
Sam Kinison just called me from hell and sang all by myself. I, I gotta go say some prayers, but keep it right here, all you little angels on the heavenly highway, uh, Harland Highway. Oh, man. And speaking of going to hell, how about Japan, man? Those poor people. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd probably uh, be a bit insensitive if I, if I didn't talk about the whole uh, tsunami. Tsunami with the silent T in it or whatever. Um, You know, and, and it's just awful and stunning to see uh, what happened over there. And and it just it just reminds us of the force of nature. And what it really does with me personally is is it reminds us that think about what we are. Okay, this boggles my mind. Okay, have you ever uh, like got a glass of water and held it upside down and the water just falls out onto the ground? That's what that's what it does. It's uh, it's gravity, right? So think about our planet, okay? We're this giant blue massive ball floating in the blackness of space, all right? Think how long it would take for you to drive from New York to Florida, all right? Then think about driving from New York to Africa, and then think about driving from New York to Australia, and then all the way around to China and India. You know, imagine circumnavigating the globe and how massive this planet is in all directions. You know, north, south, east, west. It's, it's, it's huge. You can't even get your mind around how huge it is. And then here we are floating in space. And the majority of this planet is covered in liquid. It's covered in water. And somehow it's just sitting in space. <laughs> And all this water is just sitting on our planet. It, it, you know, it, it, it's clinging to the planet like Velcro clings to Velcro. I mean, yes, I know it's gravity. It's the forces of gravity that keep everything on the planet. But think about it. Why, why isn't the water just dripping off and falling out into space? The fact that it, it stays in place and it has a regular tide... And the tide goes in, the tide goes out, and the currents circulate, and, and the uh, jet streams circulate, and, you know, it's just, you can go on and on about the uh, the ecosystem of the ocean and of the planet. But what I'm saying is it's so massive, and nature and the earth is so unpredictable, and and we just kind of take it for granted every day that we wake up and the sun comes up and the tide goes out and everything just works like clockwork. But then you look at one little disruption, okay? One little fissure in the earth, one little, uh, you know, sliding of the platelets under the earth's crust. And, and look what that little movement did. And I say little because, you know, according to uh, what we know of earthquakes, okay, the history of earthquakes, it was one of the biggest ever recorded, but that's just since we've been recording them. Now think of the enormity of the planet and all the moving parts, and think about how you see asteroids smash in space, and you th think about how you see stars explode, and there's supernovas, and Think about uh, meteorites impacting moons and other planets. 
So, you know, modern civilization has only been around for, you know, you know, thousands of years, you know, and we don't even know what's in store. I mean, think of think of the uh, planet as like a sleeping elephant. And, you know, sometimes you sleep, you have like a little leg twitch, right? Or you, maybe your 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 eye like flickers a bit, or or maybe like you have a little one of those little spasms, or just like you know. Or you watch a dog when it's sleeping and it starts twitching a little bit. You know that's probably what Planet Earth is doing right now. But don't forget, Planet Earth is is part of the natural world. So imagine if Planet Earth decides to have a full on like epileptic seizure. Imagine if planet Earth uh, has a heart murmur or a stroke or a heart attack. I mean, we don't even know what's in store for this planet. We don't even know how long our time here is on this planet. Believe me, there's so many working parts at the core of planet Earth is molten rock. There's there's it's a burning ember. How stable can that be? And it's been burning for millions of years, maybe billions of years, right? you got to know that with all engines, with all moving parts, with our own hearts, with our cars, with our with our anything, anything that, that has movement, anything that's a, a moving part, even the sun will one day burn out. But how far along in the evolution of our planet... Are we where, you know, the Earth starts showing signs of age? Not that, like I said, it's already billions of years old, but when, when does it reach that, reach that tipping point where it gets old and arthritic and creaky and the earthquakes start coming uh, more continuously and they start getting bigger and the little ticks turn into seizures? And I'm not trying to terrify you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just wrapping my head around the scope of this this disaster that to us is so huge and phenomenal and it is all the poor souls that lost their lives it's it's heart-wrenching but imagine if something even bigger happened and and you know nature it's going to i hate to see a be a a, a, a soothsayer of doom here you know this is supposed to be a comedy show but i'm sharing my thoughts on the topic I'm Sarah, my Christopher Walken doomsday thoughts. Um, I don't know. It, it's just hard to get your head around. But but imagine, uh, you know, a little hiccup that, that was even uh, 10% bigger or 15% or even 20%. Imagine how much further in that wave could have come, you know. It, 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 it's amazing to think. And I guess what I'm getting at here is how quickly, in the blink of an eye, everything we know, everything we have, everything we possess, can literally just be wiped away. And nature doesn't have a conscience. Nature is not vindictive. Nature has no agenda. Nature just does what it does. You know, we sit there and go, oh, my God, the ocean. What? What's going on with the world? Why did God do this? Ah! You know, you get all these emotional thoughts attached to it, and there is no emotion in nature. Nature just blows, and nature uh, tides, and, and, and nature erupts, and nature takes, and nature gives. And, uh, you know, it's probably, I hate to say it, it's just a, probably a matter of time 
before, you know, th- there could be a wave that sweeps across every piece of land on our planet, including Mount Everest. It's totally feasible. And, uh, you know, you enjoy every day. You hate to see uh, people get hit like they did in Japan. They got hit in Taiwan. You know, all these tsunamis, these earthquakes. And it just somehow, to me, it feels like they're becoming more and more, uh, you know, uh, it feels like they're getting closer together to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't have statistics in front of me, but it, it seems like, you know, from the time I was a little boy, you know, the first 30 years of my life, it was like every now and then you heard of something. But it feels like every, like, two, three years now, something big and crazy happens, like Katrina and the Taiwan tsunami and earthquakes and I don't know. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe the earth is uh, starting to rumble, get creaky and old. But uh, this this plays into my whole theory that, uh, you know, when people go, why are we wasting money on the space station? And why do we have a shuttlecraft? And why are we trying to get to Mars? Well, you know what, folks? In any scenario in life, you should always have an exit strategy. You should always have a plan B. And for us to just sit here on planet Earth and think that it's going to sit around for uh, the end of eternity is just plain naive and short-sighted and stupid. You know, these, these little warning signs should indicate to us that we should be rapidly exploring space. We should rapidly be trying to colonize other planets. Because one day there ain't going to be no coming back. What if one day the waves come in so far that they, they, they uh, wipe out our, our space facilities, our airports, our computer centers? You know, it's one thing to see a coastal village lose some fish canneries and, uh, you know, a movie theater and some nice housing. And uh, But what happens when, when the uh, nucleus of the intelligence of our, inci- our society gets wiped out? What happens when the White House starts floating down the river and all the intelligence? What happens when the Pentagon's gone? You know, what happens when... Uh, when the brains of of the planet get sucked into a whirlpool, right? And so it's incumbent on us to to uh, immediately have a safety zone. You know, think about those people uh, when the tsunami was coming in, okay? Thousands of people were running for their lives and got washed away. Why? Because they were on the lowland. Guess who survived? The people that ran up the hill. The people that were up on the side of the mountain. They stood and watched. So here on planet Earth, we don't have any side of the mountain to run to. If it's, if this thing gets really big, if, if, if planet Earth has a stroke and the waves turn into 400 feet, 1,000 feet high, which have been recorded in Alaska, there was a wave that reached 1,000 feet, they say. Um... We got no perch to stand on. We got nowhere to run. So you should you should be uh, fully supporting the concept. And it ain't sci-fi anymore, folks. We can do it. We can do it piece by piece. You got to start somewhere. But we got to start putting little bases on the moon, little bases on Mars, wherever wherever we can do it, wherever we can harness the sun to pump oxygen into a dome. 
or uh, heat up a planet and, and, and create its own ecosystem. I don't know. Hang mirrors in, in space over Mars and deflect the sun's rays onto the planet, heat up the surface of Mars so that, you know, plant life can grow, whatever. I don't, I don't have the answer. I don't have a, a, a space science journal sitting in front of me here. But, uh, you know, we got to have a, a safety zone, man. We got to have a place to where we can perpetuate and continue the human race. So uh, maybe next time before you, you start uh, whining about, why are we spending money on space when there's homeless people? Why, d- what about never leave a child behind? Why are we sending probes to Mars when there's a child left behind? Well, guess what? We're all going to get left behind, okay? You know, you keep funding these little projects, and yes, they're important. We have to look out for each other while we're here on planet Earth, but... Let's not use those as an excuse to stop reaching out and and creating a uh, a place where we can uh, we can exit to when the you know what hits the fan. I know it's complicated. I'm not trying to lecture. I'm just I'm expressing ideas and thoughts and and I guess it's the the that horrible sad tragedy of of what happened in Japan that that makes me think of that stuff reminds me of that stuff and uh i just hate to see uh you know humanity wiped out on an even bigger global level it's all stuff that you got to get your it's heady it's heady okay i'll stop i'll stop and speaking of heady i guess it's time for my head to get analyzed it's friday it's the second friday every second friday thank god I used to have to go every Friday and see my on-air therapist, Dr. Ascot. Now it's every second Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, It's time for me to go see this idiot therapist because the powers that be that run the radio show or the podcast or whatever I've got here want to make sure I'm not going to screw up and say anything stupid and yada, yada, yada. So here we go. It's time for Dr. Ascot. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Arland. Did anyone ever tell you how annoying your voice is? Arland. And when you say my name over and over, how annoying that is, added to your annoying voice? Arland. What are we doing today, Ascot? Arland. I'm asking you, what are we doing today? Arland. Stop saying my name! Arland. What are we doing? Arland, life is a balancing act. Yeah, okay, what's that mean? We must learn to balance as we go through our daily routine, Arland. When we get out of balance, we become psychologically maladjusted. Okay, I guess that makes sense, yes. We must balance everything, Holland. Okay, you kind of said that already. Holland, what I have here is a beach ball. Okay, a beach ball, yes. I'm going to blow it up, Holland. Why are you blowing up a beach ball? Quiet and let me blow. 
All right, I didn't like the sound of that. Holland. Just blow your beach ball, Ascot. There. Well, that was fast. Yes, Holland. As you know, I'm very long-winded. Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, Holland. Well, you said it. Holland. All right, you got a beach ball blowing up. Now what? Holland, as I said, life is a balancing act. We must learn to balance. You've said that. What I want you to do, Holland, is get up on this chair. I'm not getting up on that chair. It has wheels on it. It's a, How am I going to balance? Why would I get up on a chair? Holland, get up on the chair and pretend you're a seal. And I will put the beach ball on the end of your nose. Why, in the name of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, would I do something so idiotic? Because seals, Holland, have the ability to balance. And by imitating a seal, Holland, you'll be able to balance. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Holland, does the word pink slip ring a bell? All right, I'm getting up on the stupid chair. When is this pink slip blackmail going to end? Holland on the chair. <sighs> no. Skippy, get on the chair. What did you call me? Skippy. Why, why are you calling me Skippy? Skippy the magic seal. Oh, God. You know what? I'm going to get on the chair just to get this over with. Are you kidding me? Skippy the magic seal. That's right, Skippy. All right, I'm getting on the chair. Excellent, Holland. Now balance on the back of the chair. Okay, I'm t- this isn't easy. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Excellent, Holland. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, I'm teetering. I'm teetering. All right, now I will throw the beach ball onto your face. What? I want you to balance it on your nose, Skippy. What? Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. It's right. It's right there. I got it. Excellent, Holland. Oh, okay. I think I got this. I'm, 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 I'm balancing. Excellent, Skippy. Now slap your fins together. What? What are you talking about, my fins? Slap your fins together, Skippy. What are you? Oh, come on. Make seal noises, Skippy. Oh, come on. Pink slip. Oh. Excellent, Skippy. Ow! What the hell was that? I just threw a sardine at your face, Skippy, to reward you. I'm not a real seal. What are you doing? I'm opening the window, Arland. What are you doing? What What are you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you rolling my chair out onto the window ledge for? Are you crazy? Focus on the beach ball, Holland. I want you to balance. I'm on a chair. I'm balancing on the back of a chair. I've got a beach ball on my nose, and now you have me out on the window ledge? This isn't safe. What is that? What is that? This is my umbrella, Holland. Why do you have your umbrella? What are you doing? Ow! Ow! What are you doing? Stop hitting me! I'm clubbing the baby seal, Holland. What are you clubbing me? What? Ow! Ow! I'm falling off the edge! Goodbye, Holland. I mean, Skippy. Ow! Ow!
Oh, brother, what a way to end this show. Don't you hate it when the show ends with me falling off the side of the building to my death? (laughs) Oh, my. My, oh, my, oh, my. Well, listen, everybody, that is the end of uh, our show. Another wonderful therapy session with Dr. Dascott. Um, don't forget, uh, you can see me this weekend in Salt Lake City. Come on out to Wise Guys Comedy Club. Uh, I will be there uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, the 25th to 26th. Uh, go to harlowwilliams.com for all the information. Uh, make sure you reserve some tickets. This one usually sells out pretty fast, and uh, looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, if you want to sing to me, if you want to call my, uh, my answering machine and sing to me or leave me a message, you know, the number 888-500-2090, um, would love to hear from you. And, uh, that's it. That's all we got for today. I'm going to go get a crunchy bean burrito and, uh, Start living it up big time. So until next time, everybody, this is Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway thanking you for being here. And we'll see you soon. Chicken chow main, baby.